For Delaware State of the Arts, I'm Andy Truscott. My guest today is Deb DeHart from Wilmington, Delaware, and the founder of the Yuletide Singers, an acapella Victorian caroling ensemble that can be traveled statewide. Deb, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm well. It is my great pleasure to be here today. I have to tell you, I had not heard of the Yuletide Singers before you had reached out. And so I would love to have you tell us and our listeners just a little bit more about how the organization came to be and what it is that you guys do. Well, the Yuletide Singers has been around a really long time and art standards at least 40 years, I would say. And its history actually started with me personally. I am the the founder of it, but it came out of personal experiences. I've been singing since I was five in choirs, and I love to sing. Uh, I'm a vocal teacher, and the outshoot of this was I gave caroling parties from the time I was in high school through college, and eventually, of course, being a voice major, I would have a lot of my friends who were also musicians come out with these caroling tours and uh, it was party. It was fun and people gave us free things. Uh, So it was lovely. So eventually people started saying, you know, you really should do this professionally. And that planted the seed. And I said, yeah, we should. So I got the idea. Let's recreate the spirit of Christmas past with Victorian caroling in costume and using the repertoire that Victorians would have had. And that's how it evolved. And we started with a few people and the roster uh, increased. We had multiple uh, quartets available to go out and sing for events. And uh, the costuming we tried, I I would say that some of it I cheated on. I had to go to a costumer for the men because their things are a bit more challenging to make. But uh, we still are pretty much in-house for a lot of the costuming. And I do think we make a very nice appearance as well as have a very good sound because the people that are the singers are all professional and uh, come with a great variety of experiences to us. Many are church singers. Uh, Many have a lot of musical theater experience and sometimes they have a little edge because When you do a quartet, you're one on a part. If you go down, the part goes down. So they have to be very independent and uh, confident and be able to be a team player with a quartet. You have to blend and uh, make a very, you know, amenable sound to uh, our audiences. And I think the fact that we embody sort of a, a, a living memory, we're almost like reenactors and we can bring that to our audiences. They relive childhood memories. Sometimes they sing along with us. Sometimes they just kind of close their eyes and relive some happy memories from the past. So we we like to think of ourselves as an emissary of a happier time for them or a happy time. And uh, that's a great way to spend your holiday season. We work for about six weeks of the year. At this point, Because everybody is professional, we have one rehearsal. (laughs) Uh, If we are going to get new people, usually that's in January, we will, you know, if we need to post. Sometimes we have enough people, but our uh, population of singers is is pretty steady. Every once in a while, somebody leaves the area or uh, they decided that 
they are too busy and they don't want to do it anymore. We're very New York being an actress and things like that happen, but we have some interesting combinations. Now we have a mother and now her daughter who has lived listening to us for a lifetime is now one of our singers too. And we have a husband and wife team that are part of our ensemble. So it becomes a family affair, but we are family. The people who sing with us become a family through our art. I'm on your website and it's clear that you all have uh, performed at a quite wide history of some popular locations. And I wonder if you have any favorites that stuck with you over your time. Well, we were honored to sing uh, for two administrations at the White House. Uh, the second time, now this was not, uh, you know, a presidential seating kind of thing, but we did sing for visitors to the White House. And then the second time, the way it was this, the Christmas after 9-11 and the White House was closed, but we still sang. We sang for the first responders of 9-11 and they brought them in, you know, from New York for this event. And we sang for them at that point. We have sung it for the governor in the governor's mansion at Woodburn. We have sung, we did for a long time with Longwood Gardens. We were there, kind of their official carolers for 19 years. And then they went to a time ticket and our purpose of entertaining the crowds while they waited in line wasn't there anymore. But we had a great time doing it for the time we did it. Uh, we've been to Winneter and the Moors, the Delaware Theater Company, Rodney Square. And then that's, I'm naming the Delaware venues. We, we do corporate parties we do uh country clubs we do senior living sites a lot of those these days and we do public too we'll be at the delaware art museum on december 10th from 10 to noon one of our quartets we have several 14 singers so we have multiple quartets some of our days are double booked but we still have availability if anybody listening would like to uh, engage us we would be amenable to hearing from you. Which brings me to so perfectly to my next question. If anyone is uh, looking to either engage you or book you for either this year or even next year, right, for a holiday party, um, what's the best way for them to do so? They would contact me at uh, email, shoestring, the number six, at juno.com, or you could call me 302-762-0505. The program, is it a very specific time? Can you guys expand or shrink the program to fit whatever the needs are uh, of the person booking you? Yes, absolutely. Our core offering is an hour of music, and that can be accomplished within two hours. We can do it as a straight hour concert. Uh, And sometimes we will be in facilities where we go room to room visiting and sing outside uh, the residence doors. Uh, sometimes it's, it could be three 20 minute sets. Like if you're at a country club and they want you to do this room and then take a break and then you, that's basically the core. And then you can add another, um, another 20 minute set if, but it's spread out as opposed to, we don't do like an hour, 20 minute straight concert. Uh, that's just, gets a little bit for everybody. People need to get up and stretch after that. Uh, so it is, yes, very flexible. I have to imagine, especially around the holiday season, that there's there's so much magic that you see both from the audience, but also from your performers as you guys are, as you mentioned, bringing some joy to everyone during the holiday season. Is there a favorite song that you find that many, you know, gravitate to? Uh, and then even within your your foursomes, do you find that kind of a specific combination that really kind of brings a lot of joy to the holidays? 
Well, I would say, hands down, the favorite for everyone is Silent Night, mm-hmm. uh, because I guess it does, you know, invoke so many memories for everyone. We have a very good arrangement of We Wish You a Merry Christmas that we all like. That's how it's kind of our signature piece and how we end the concerts if we're doing a concert format, because it's pretty much vocal fireworks. It's very challenging when you to learn. But once you've learned it, it's like wearing comfortable shoes. We have a real variety in our repertoire. And it was originally I was a bit of a purist in terms of when it was written and representational of the period. We have diversified just a bit with that because there are some songs that you can add and you still don't discredit the effect. Like we added White Christmas, which still has that kind of dreamy, you know, and sometimes people don't know when songs were written. They they might think that's a Victorian character. I don't know, but so it's it doesn't always matter. But we at one point were talking about spinning off a, a renaissance. Okay. Ensemble. So some of our pieces are really quite ancient, like uh, O Come, Come Emmanuel. We have um, a setting of Gaudete, which is, I'm trying to think of some of the other things that everybody likes. Oh, Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells is terrific. And uh, that actually is the right period. We've added some, we don't add a lot each year. We have a, a you know, because we have a fair, we have at least an hour and 45 minutes in our repertoire in case we have to go long and not repeat anything. I think most of the time, everybody likes what we sing, both audience and performers. There are some different people prefer not to. Main, sometimes it's when their vocal part is really difficult or it's not very difficult. We have one that's Renaissance is Willie, take your drum. And the tenors and the basses are so bored because they have two notes in the whole song. And it's like, we skip that. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definite favorites within the group and we are at a point we can pick and choose and you judge your audience as well. If you're looking at this audience and they're not going to appreciate a 13th century carol, then you don't do that one. You pick jingle bells (laughs) so we but we do have you know it's arranged in the sets it's like programming a concert you have to have you know not you can't do four slow songs in a row because by the fifth you'll be waking them up so we balance that out as well i just want to take a moment here to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to news radio 1450 wilm and 1410 wdov for delaware state of the arts My guest today is Deb DeHart from Wilmington, Delaware, the founder of the Yuletide Singers, who is also a music and choral educator for the better part of 44 years at St. Edmunds Academy. That is correct. So you really see the impact that the arts have student and youth levels. And I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit about the impact that you see the arts having on youth uh, in Delaware and, and beyond. I think the reason I have stayed in the kind of work that I do is because you never know where the magic's going to happen. I think the reason I love what I do is that every day is magic. You don't know where the influence is going to take them, the, the experiences that you try to so hard to provide, because if there's anything our young people need right now, they need the arts. They have just come out, as we all have, of a period, almost like a dark age. It has been very difficult, especially if you're a performer. And we've 
been performing through it, both at my school. We manage ways virtually to keep the arts alive. Uh, and with the Yuletide Singers, we sang outside with masks, but we still did our craft and we still shared the magic of arts. But with young people, they have so much competing for their time. And many of those things are very good activities for them. And sometimes there are things that take them away from their core self. And when we practice our art, we are connected to the eternal, to all time in space, uh, in history of other people who passed down to us this glorious gift. And isn't that a worthy thing to give the next generation, that they can be part of this, they can find who they are, literally and figuratively find their voice and express it and to be in community with others who do the same and then share it with a wider audience in their performance. I, I can't think of a better way to help young people in, than to do what we do. Where I teach at St. Edmunds, uh, we have a very strong theatrical and choral history. And we continue to work with kids. And I'm always gratified when I see them giving their talents to other arts organizations in, in Delaware and beyond uh, that they established when they were children. And this is how I hope, you know, I spend, I'm not, I'm not retired yet, but I, I, I don't know that I ever will, uh, if I can still do this wherever I do this and share with other people. Uh, it's it's also really interesting when you get your young people to get to a point where they're performing with you uh, and as equals, not, you know, not as your students there have at least come up to the level they're, you know, a part of the uh, level of uh, professional performers. And I've had that joy as well, but it, it can't be understated. And and. I've been an advocate my whole career, and I just think that everybody should have this opportunity. Uh, if, if, they, if you don't perform yourself or you're shy or, or you just that's not going to be your thing, just to go and witness the arts is absolutely crucial to your well-being. And I just hope we can keep that message alive and help others to discover it. Uh, and I'm sure there are many, 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 many other teachers all through our country and the world who are trying to help young people and not just the young. It's, it's important for all ages. It's such a comfort and such a joy. And we could use both. <laughs> I always love to remind people that participating in the arts does not need to be professional. Being able to just get into your living room and move your body, getting into your, uh, you know, your living room and and singing a song you love is just as important as getting up uh, in front of thousands and singing a song. It brings you joy. It brings you happiness. And really, that's that's the, the core impact of what we do. And I'm curious, have you had any of your students work their way through into the Yuletide Singers? Yes, we have. Great. Um, it's been a while now and she left the area, so she's no longer with us. But I should say, too, that uh, Yuletide Singers is a sister to the shoestring productions of Brandywine Valley. The Yuletide Singers in some ways became a spinoff in that we were, shoestring productions was commissioned to put a Christmas carol by Charles Dickens into six scenes and perform it in the conservatory of Longwood Gardens. Okay. And we were doing that, I, and I can't tell you what year it was, it's been a while, but 
they also found out we had a Victorian caroling group and said, oh, that would be great. And that's how we started singing at Longwood. It was a spinoff of this uh, theater company that mainly worked with young people. And we toured the schools with original musical theater for more than 40 years, since 1977. That I can tell you. That, that date I know. And we were hit kind of hard. So that has not really bounce back as quickly as the Yuletide Singers has. But we hope we will. We do still do summer training for young people in musical theater. And that is that is working, whereas the tours to the schools, that's not so much because we're still in this time period where we have to be careful about who comes into the schools. So we can always live in hope about that. If anyone wants to learn a little bit more about shoestring, your website is brandywineshoestringproductions.com. That is correct. I'm Deb. As we wrap up here, I want to give an opportunity for our listeners to hear a little bit from the Yuletide singers. So in a a moment, we'll be able to give an audio sample of Deck the Hall. Uh, But if there's any uh, parting thoughts, I'd I'd love to open up the floor to you. Well, I want to thank the Delaware Division of the Arts for this opportunity to let people know we're here um, and we would love to sing for you. (laughs) Public events, corporate events, private parties, family gatherings, whatever you have a need for a little Christmas joy and the spirit of Christmas visually in your uh, sight. We would be very happy to oblige. I thank you very much. And I hope everyone uh, it has a time and space to enjoy the arts in their life. And a reminder, if you'd like to learn more about the Yuletide Singers, you can visit their website at yuletidesingers.net. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. Tis the season to be jolly. Don we now our gay apparel. Troll the ancient Yuletide carol. See the blazing Yule before us. Strike the harp and join the chorus. Follow me in merry measure. Why am I tell of your tight treasure? La 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 Pass away the old year passes. La 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 Delaware State of the Arts is a weekly podcast that presents interviews with arts organizations and leaders who contribute to the cultural vibrancy of communities throughout Delaware. Delaware State of the Arts is provided as a service of the Delaware Division of the Arts in partnership with News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. 
The Delaware Division of the Arts, a branch of the Delaware Department of State, is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life. To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.